The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage, Wall Street alum, top WBE CEO, LinkedIn, top voice. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik, a business leader, a DEI champion, and most importantly, a mother. My superpower is storytelling. And Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in the workplace. So from my perspective as a Black woman, and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we provide you with tips you need on not how do you survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are. So Mita, what are we talking about today? Today, friend, I wanted to talk about what is on top of mind for so many of us with all of these waves of layoffs that are hitting the marketplace and our social media feeds. What do you do after you have survived a layoff? What do you do after you survived a layoff? And that's a bit of a different twist. But, oh, Dee, this one's sitting heavy with me. It is a tough time right now in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. You know... It is tough, but I'm always so optimistic. I'm so hopeful. And, and you know, in, in fact, I have to manage it sometimes because, you know, I think people don't know how to take it. But I know that it's tough. But immediately when folks are laid off, I just, you know, I say, congratulations, you got a promotion. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you have your next uh, opportunity lined up. I'm just always in a positive space around it that... You are complete. Your assignment there Mm -hmm. was done. It's not personal. And you just got a promotion because whatever the next opportunity is, it's going to be a promotion. So yeah, so so yeah, let's talk about it. But I do know a lot is happening. I just, you know, I just try to stay in it in in that space. But but what are you seeing, hearing, and uh, what's going on? So to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. If you go back to some of our previous episodes, we talk about what to do when you've been laid off and give tips and support and advice and guidance. But D, for me, this is about when you are in the organization where a lot of layoffs happened and you have watched everyone else move on, but you're still there, right? So this idea of how do you survive a layoff? Because what Mm -hmm. I'm seeing right now, and listen, I've been laid off twice in my career, doesn't matter how successful I am, what my title is, how many publications I write for, who I know, that fear never leaves you. That fear Mm -hmm. never leaves you, especially during an economic downturn. And what I'm concerned about and what I'm seeing is loss of productivity. Mm -hmm. People feeling anxious and overwhelmed because Mm -hmm. wasn't this round that hit them, but what if there's another round? Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm hearing whispers that there might be layoffs in the back half 
Which there oh, typically is. Oh, my friends is. got laid off from here and there, right? And so it's like, how? Mm-hmm. what do we do, D? This is the conversation I want to have is like, how do we actually, as I say, focus on controlling what you can control? I can't control whether or not my company is going to let me go in a few months, mm-hmm. but what can mm-hmm. I do here and now? And so that's what I'm actually really concerned and thinking about is the anxiety that it's creating also for those who have been not affected, but are still expected to work and deliver. Yeah. Yeah. They call it survivor's remorse. Um, yes. Survivor's remorse yes. in the workplace of when you, you know, you become friends with your colleagues and your coworkers. If you've, whether you've yes. been there a year or five years, you know, you know, their kids, you know, their mom, you know, um, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden there's this awkward sort of distance and, and mm-hmm. if you're left on the inside. So if you didn't lose your job, it's even this awkwardness of whether or not do you reach out and such. So I do know that there, it is an, um, an awkward uh, situation called, and it's called survivor's remorse. And it comes from, you know, you're there, you didn't lose your job and then you're, you're heavy because other people lost their job and, oh, they needed their job or whatever the narrative is that we tell ourselves. Right. And then yes. there's survivor's remorse. You're there, the overwhelm, the anxiety, having to then pick up the pieces and move on and, uh, and then, and then having to do double work. Um, and so, and, yes. and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a serious thing. One of the things I want to offer our listeners and chat with you about D is what to do after you have survived the layoff, you are still at your company. And I wish I could go back and tell my younger self this, go back and look at your roles, your role, your responsibilities, your project list. When I was younger, I was much more set in my ways. And I would say, oh, but this project is amazing. I have to continue on with this initiative. I have to see it to the end because guess what? I was taught not to quit. You don't quit. You don't not finish something you started. And what I want everyone to think about is that priorities are shifting for companies. Something that you thought was such an important project, you might have to let go. You might have to actually volunteer. And I might go to my boss, D, and say, hey, D, you know what? I was working on A, but I was at the town hall. I heard the CEO talk about the new priorities. I'm actually going to say we should stop A, but guess what? I know you need help on B and C. Hand up. Put me in coach. Put me on those two. And don't be so married and tied to these things that are so precious that you're like, but this was my idea and I want to see it through. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I would agree. Um, the first things to do is um, I think the formal and informal research and reprioritizing and proper repositioning. So what I mean by the, um, I think the, the, and it's probably the priorities first, like, right. It's having the conversations yeah. immediately after um, to talk about, okay, so here's where we are. Uh, you know, I, I know things are changing. So what are our, mm-hmm. our new priorities so that we can align? So to your point, it's not being married to what you were doing, but what are the needs right now and how are you going to be evaluated? So definitely um, the priorities, but I'd also say I, I, you know, I think it's important to do our own research, like personal research in terms of what things are happening in industry, um, marketplace. uh, I'm sorry, 30,000. I always like to look at it 30,000 feet, 10,000 feet, and then ground. So look at industry is important. Looking at the company is important. And then looking at 
um, you know, uh, some of the key roles and people who are already uh, or still left in place. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that. And then the third thought that I always uh, have is um, is proper repositioning. So mm-hmm. for whatever you haven't been able to complete, complete the story. Complete the story, meaning a chapter is ending and completing the story is just downloading everything that has happened in the previous season, everything that happened in a previous season. What were some of the the wins? What were some of the, you know, the challenges? So it's it's appropriate to do that. In fact, there's a lesson. um, It's called the law of reflection. And the Mm. law of reflection says that you pause long enough for learning to catch up. And so it is appropriate if you still have your job. Let's just let's let's deal with right now. And mm-hmm. everything up until this point, so we can then button that up, put a bow on it, complete it, close it out, and put it in a bucket over there. And by closing it out, again, it's the lessons, it's the insight, it's the you know the wins because you want to be able to tell right. your story when you're when you're going for the next job. And then also, there's a big opportunity for promotion right now. There's a big opportunity for promotion Ooh, yes. if you're still on the inside, and that's why mm. you do the priorities right, looking at the priorities, you're researching, and then you're doing the proper repositioning so that you can then tell the story and raise your hand. Yeah, um, you know, I love all of that. I'd be happy to take that on. I'd be happy to take on an interim. Ooh. This might be the one instance where. We might allow free. We we're gonna allow free. <laughs> free gets a pass. Uh, let's just say free is on a pass. And so this is a strategic play of interim roles are appropriate. They're or okay. not 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 necessarily appropriate, but they are reasonable. Reasonable, but only if it is consistent with all of the others. If that makes sense. Listen. I didn't think I'd hear you say that, but okay, here we go. Free, in the interim, reasonable, but with an expiration date. With an expiration date. It's not going to go on and on that I'm going to be the number two for two years, waiting in the wings. You're promising me the role. It's not happening. So the expiration date. Listen, for all of you listening, lean in, highlight it. Law of reflection, as Dee said, and then the promotion opportunity, which is key. But Dee, I want to ask you this, because what you said to me, what you just said to all of us really resonated with me. Because if you all have listened to this podcast, and thank you for being here, you know I've had some really great bosses, and I've had some not-so-great bosses. And I've had bosses who didn't look out for me. And when I started in corporate America, I tied my fortunes to the boss, and I thought it was the boss's job to look out for me. That is actually the job, right? When you're a leader... I'm a servant leader. My team, I work for my team. They don't work for me. I work for them. And it is my job to coach them and guide them and to help them become leaders. But not everyone thinks that way. And so what you said was really powerful because if you're sitting here and you've survived the layoff and you're waiting for your boss to come tell you what to do, that might not happen. Everything that D just outlined, you've got to do for yourself because guess what? If you haven't done that and you're waiting for, like in my case, I was waiting for my boss to come and say these things to me and they never did. And then I was actually a part of another round of layoffs because, and I'm not going to say that I wouldn't have been a part of that layoff, but if I had pivoted, like you just advised us to, the outcome might've been different and I might've been better positioned for my next chapter, right? My next opportunity. Yeah. And you know what? Here's another great window of opportunity for everyone who is inside the organization right now. You survived. 
This is a great yes. opportunity to um, double down on building social capital, meaning reaching out mm. to folks in this yes. time in a genuine, authentic way. Hey, no, we're all in this together. We're going through transition, uh, you know, within the company. Just wanted to uh, connect or, or say hello. Hope all as well uh, would would be open to connecting coffee or if there's, uh, you know, um, exploring where there might be synergies or whatever. Like this is a window of opportunity to reach out. It is in a genuine, authentic way. So like Mita, if you and I are at the same company, yes. I'm sending, you might get an email and hey, Mita, just checking in. No, it's a, a tough mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. And, you know, let's, let's get together. We'd love to, you know, uh, next week or so, a couple weeks, right? Because you're still here. Just checking in. How are things over there? Awesome. Let's connect yes. um, and see how we recalibrate and allow for the conversation to be one of collaborative uh, recalibrating of sorts, right? It's we're recalibrating and we're part of the team that is going to go to the next level or part of the team that I is going that. to get through this, right? It's it's you unify yeah. around being on the inside. And it's not like, because I'm sure somebody's thinking, well, it sounds like you're celebrating, oh, you've got a job and there's other people who don't know. It's just really about being realistic and honest about work and business. And these things yes. are not personal. And- we're just we're gonna we're gonna move on, right? Um, after yeah. after today or after you know, I think you give yourself seventy two hour grace or a one week grace. And by the way, go see a therapist. Go see a therapist. Yes. Download and you know, and then you and then you keep it moving. Yeah, I, one of the things that you just said that sparked for me is that when layoffs happen, especially in this marketplace where there's pretty significant waves happening, if you are still at the company. Many of your champions, your sponsors, go and listen to that episode where we talk about career sponsors, they may have moved on. And so this is an opportunity to rebuild bridges internally. And we, we should be constantly doing that. But what a really important moment to then reassess your network internally, who is actually, who is still here and who yeah. can you be working with? And actually on some pretty big initiatives. You know, one thing I did want to mention is venting is important. D, you know, we send each other audio messages all the time. Now we just do it on the podcast. But venting is important. Save it all. And you have to be careful when the venting goes into the black hole, the downward spiral, right? Because venting is important. It's whether for me, it's like my writing, journaling, therapy, all of those things. But you can do that with coworkers to a certain extent. And then you've got to move to the productive. Like you're saying, hey, yeah. we're all here now. Let's go tackle this project. Let's like get through it. But this is what also I'm watching is we've got to be careful about the venting that doesn't end and the anxiety it creates. Did you hear? There's another layoff coming, D. Did you hear? They're going to announce it next Tuesday. And then Tuesday, oh, no, no, it's going to be in three weeks. You're like, no, this is not yeah. helpful. Focus. Yeah. It's not. Stay positive and focused, right? Because it's creating more anxiety and you're not going to do your day job. Like, how is it possible if you're constantly like thinking about this could happen and that could happen if this person leaves yeah. and then I get moved there and then da da da, right? Yeah. I had a boss once and I want to call her name only because it was really positive, but she said mm-hmm. a call. This was Wall Street. This was one New York Plaza in the thick of things, okay? Ooh. Right down the street from the stock exchange. And I want to call her name because it was so, she was so super bad, good meaning good. She set a culture 
of no gossip and no negative. And people did not. And I think the way she set it up was the first person, or if there's somebody who comes to you and they have, if they're gossipy or they have something negative to say, um, you know, they are the problem. And so I think there was a bit of uh, a standard that was set or maybe even fear that I will be judged and I'll be an outsider if I come with the negative and the gossipy Mm. about the this, that, and the other. And so to your point about... You can only vent, you know, I only allow allow people to vent for a a minute. Hashtag venting has expiration date. Listen, (laughs) we're going to talk about venting is an ex it's expired, expired. And so everybody, yes, when they, when, when you get it, you should hold up the sign on the zoom expire, venting, expire, expiration, the venting or the complaining um, or the downloading, let's just say the downloading and the downloading. I love it it has an expert. It has an expiration date. Um, I will say this, the reason we don't want to hold on to the venting and the, mm-hmm. um, the anxiety of, oh, is, is there something else coming or, oh, I heard so-and-so say this, or did you hear that so-and-so is losing her job or being reshuffled? The reason why you want to let that go is because energetically you are sabotaging, sabotaging your own opportunity for the next level. I'm going to say that one more time Ooh, to your point, Mita, yes. about... You can make sure that if you're if you still have your job, because that's what we're talking about on this show. We're talking about survivor's remorse and what to do. How do you move on? Let's how not to move on is how is not to move on. Crack. Do not. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing. New currencies come and go. Decades of savings lost in days all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tober Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, We'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. Be the keeper. Do not track this P&L with every issue and everything, all of the movements within the company that have nothing to do with you because energetically, it's, it's going to work against you in terms of your opportunity. It's also energetically going to work against you because that's not the sign of a leader. And remember for women and women of color, we are always having to show up 
you know, postured in such a way. And so the way you show up as a solid, strong, powerful, that sounds really masculine energy, but you know what I mean? A a, a strong leader is to make sure you are managing. That's EQ. That's emotional intelligence. It's how you manage yourself and how you connect with other people. I don't want to dump on Mita. Mita, you should allow me first, second time I get to come over to your office and talk about this. Or I get to ask you to come with me to get coffee and we're talking about this. By day three, you should cut me off or it's your fault. Hashtag, (laughs) it's your fault. (laughs) Cut you off. You're guilty if you let me, if you allow, Mm -hmm. right? Because you should say, you should call flag. Me to how you need to handle me, D. Flag on the field, D, this is day three. Are, are we are we going? Because I'm here for the advancing team. I'm here on, I'm, I want to be yes. on the A team. I want to be on the advancing team, not the batching team. You're on the A team or the B team? A team, B okay. team, advancing Listen, team or batch. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice story and I'm never cutting off DC Marshall. So that's fine. <laughs> that's, Do not let me complain. I'm telling you, I, I'm I telling have a low tower now. I will, I had somebody complaining about a restructuring within the last 30 days and she really wanted to go in. The company is bad. The restructure. I said, no, yeah. no, you're complete here. You know what? It's you want to take that energy and you want to move forward. You want to either invest it in your career at the company, or you're going to say, I'm out, right? Because of what's that happening part. and the restructuring. Then you use that energy. Don't hold on to it. Use it to actually network. Then get your resume together. Get your LinkedIn profile. Please go listen to that episode where we talk about the importance of being on LinkedIn. But D, something you said totally sparked for me because I actually posted about this recently on LinkedIn. Like, this is not the opportunity. Do not become the helicopter boss or the helicopter colleague because you are now in a panic over layoffs and you're still here. And so the helicopter colleague, oof, there's the helicopter boss with the helicopter colleague where people are doing checklists and spreadsheets and creating more work and nonsense. And you're like, this doesn't even make sense. Why are we doing any of this? Because people are all in a frenzy and they're like, I gotta hold on to my job. So I'm creating more work. And then I'm creating yes. more work for my team and for the other people. And you're like, no, pause. So that's why what Dee is saying is so important. You've got to process the emotions and how you're feeling because if you don't and you hold on to that, you're actually going to start creating a toxic environment for your team that's left. Ooh, yeah. D. You're right. This is good. Whew. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The last thing I want to say before tips is, and you mentioned this before. So as somebody who has been let go in her career, what I always found really interesting is the colleagues who had stayed on at the company, the survivor's guilt, they didn't want to talk to me anymore. And it was like oh. this weird, like, oh, I'm contagious or something, or it was awkward or and uncomfortable. And my advice is to anyone who is at the company after layoffs have happened, as Dee said, you've also been through grief and pain. You're losing your team, you're losing people, but you're still there. Take the time and then reach out, reach back out to people, right? Yeah. Some of those relationships are important. And you know what? Mita could be a big player somewhere and then yep. she could hire you if you had kept that in part. touch and hadn't that's ghosted it. her. That's it. That's <laughs> it, friend. And pretended she didn't exist and oh God, she was let go. Did you hear? Mm. And then you see on LinkedIn, I landed somewhere pretty great. Uh-oh. Yep. Missed opportunity. Yep. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. All right. Okay, we should pause. Should we, we should go to tips. 
Okay, D, this always happens. I can't believe we're close to the end of this amazing conversation. So today, thank you all for joining us. We were talking about what to do after you've survived a layoff. And so I'm going to turn it over to D as we leave you with tips for one and two. All right. And I'm going to share the tips and I'm also going to share it on browntabletalkpodcast.com. Um, tip number one, increase your social capital. Now is the time inside the organization to reach out, revisit. You have a reason to check in um, in an authentic, organic way. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is what not to do, no venting. um, Or if you have to vent, vent with the expiration. You've got two strikes the third time, you're out, no more venting. If you need to vent or download or process beyond that, seek therapy. And Nita, over to you for number three. (laughs) Listen, D, I'm going to have an expiration date on my audio messages to you. I got that. (laughs) Venting expiration date. All right. Number three, (laughs) don't disregard your colleagues who have moved on, who were let go. Don't disregard them. Their survivor's guilt is detalked about. Take the time to process on your own if you're still with the company and reach out and reconnect with the colleagues who were important to you and see how you can help each other. Dee, I'm so grateful for you, our friendship, for the School of DC Marshall, for the LinkedIn Podcast Network, for all of you listening. Thank you so much. That was today's episode. If you loved what we had to say, please share it with someone who needs to hear this conversation. And please leave us a review as well. You can find us on Apple and Spotify. And we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.